Your go-to girls, Jill Vanek and Lauren Sherwin, flip the script and give you a weekly dose of career advice, banter, and the insider office gossip. You have all heard the phrase, your go-to guy. We are Are your your go-to girls. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, lady. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Go-To Girls podcast. I feel like we could be Delilah. Did you ever listen to Delilah's Den? Delilah. Yeah. Remember she'd be like, this shouted is for Robbie, whose dog just died. Poor Robbie. Or they'd be like, fantasy. And they'd be like, who do you want to dedicate this song to? And they'd be like, (laughs) to my husband, George, because he does everything for me. And I am so blessed to have him. And then Delilah has been divorced like five times. No. Yes. Okay. I did not know that. Delilah has been divorced multiple times. So I love that she's just like providing life guidance to everybody. That's and she's been divorced multiple times. If you guys don't know who Delilah Delilah. is, she used to have this radio show and literally make these yeah like shout outs. Wow. Used to be just like soft rock. What what station is she? Is she like a is she like national? I feel like she was national because like I think it was like B101 when I lived in Virginia. Like different yeah I think soft rock. We hope you all know Delilah. And if you don't look her up, because she has just a soft voice. And she, she would have everyone. just a yeah, voice. I feel like we should do an entire podcast episode like this. I feel like they did this on Saturday Night Live too. Like they had a Delilah. did they have no but like radio host. They did a whole parody of like hello. I don't know. Well, remember hello. Jimmy Fallon did something on Saturday Night Live where he was like, "We're back, we're back." Like that. I don't know. Isn't me you're looking for tonight's episode, ladies? all things and our few male gentlemen listeners defining your value proposition so important this like, is an important episode. what value do you bring right what is your unique who value the proposition? f are you right in career in life just in, in general what do you shine at and do you even clearly know what that is and right. how, are you able to tell your story around what you like who you are and what value you bring. Exactly. It's so important. You have to be able to elevate or pitch yourself, know what you're good at and express that. Because if you don't, ain't no one else going to know. Ain't nobody going to do it. Right. Mm -mm. Well, think about Mm -mm. it. If someone like, don't you see someone and they're like not confident for whatever reason, like, okay, take a workout class. And the instructor's like fumbling and is like sweaty pomp. You're like, what? You have no trust like off the bat. Right. Because you end for the most part, you're just not going in confident. You're not, you because you don't understand what the value is that you bring and that value proposition that you have. So we are going to go into all things. This is something that Jill works on extensively when she starts off working with new clients in her coaching practice. So we wanted to bring this all to you to kind of help you start to think about your value right. proposition. But of course, before we get into that and the key tips and tricks that you need to take away, I... I was talking to this topic with Jill tonight because I might have told a little white lie to get out of something to be able to record tonight. I mean, yeah. So and we, so we're talking all things. Right. What are the white lies that you tell? I mean, I let's feel be honest. Like we all do them. We lie every day in many, some way. Many white lies. Exactly. We do. So what was your white lie? Kick us so off. I was supposed to go to therapy tonight with my girl. Okay. Who and love. I called yesterday. And I was like, hey, I'm not going to be able to make my, like I kind of, I forgot what night like my session was at. Got it. And I was like, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it. And then they asked me, they were like, is there an emergency? Because the copay was like $150. Right. No, you go. see you later, Sally. It's, it's 48 hours cancellation. Yeah. And I was like, my husband's had a death in the family. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to do what you got to do. 150 steep. 
And I was like, we don't got any deep pockets. And I said it. And then I, I You're like shit. I felt like a bad person. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you know what? You gotta do what you gotta do. And I know that Natalie on our next call next week is gonna be like, "How's Jerry's family?" Yeah. And you're gonna be like, "Oh, here we go now." And, like, like, I, and now, then, I'm in, now I'm in it. A now year I'm later, you're gonna be like Jerry's grandma. And she's gonna be like, "I thought she died." <laughs> it's so hard to keep up a lie though, like, like that. It's I know. so and like now now I'm into it. But I I said it, but she like said it like, "Well, was there a family emer- Was there an emergency?" And I was like, "Are you setting me up?" Like, of course there was an emergency. If I don't have to pay 150 dollars out of pocket, exactly. It was bad. She set me up. Yeah. I mean, she was trying to help you. She was giving you a softball. She was laughing it up. But I get away lying now. Here I am recording episodes. Oh, my God. When I should be talking about my Grandma, feelings. R.I.P. Mm. I didn't even say who. I just said there was a death in the family. Okay, that's good then. Keep yeah, it I general. Didn't go, I didn't go specific. Keep it general because I think- And I went Jared's side and not mine because I, I figured- well, is it out of like I don't know. I have no idea. I panicked. I when, panicked. When you're too specific and you give too many details, that's a sign that you're lying. Yeah, then you're in. Keep it broad. Then you're way too in. I like it. Oh, keep it broad. But yeah. yeah, so we wanted to talk about what are some of the white lies that you tell? I want to know about this. I have one for you. Yes. Do you lie about your age? I have lied about my age, but only not to anyone real or anyone that counts except boys. You lie to boys. I omit on occasion or I will just be like, cool, that sounds good. Meaning back a few weekends ago, okay, the 27-year-old said, you look 29. I did not correct the gentleman. I said, sounds about right. When he said 29. 29. Okay. That was a little live omission. Got it. But it was like, I'm never going to see this dude again. Right. Kind of thing. Like, who cares? This he, doesn't weekend, ma- he doesn't matter. Exactly. Found out a boy was 34. I was like, oh, I'm 38, which wasn't that far off. Don't okay. know why I said 38 rather than 39 out. at the time I was. Right. It just came out because we need to move past that. Right. Am I ashamed? <laughs> no. I just know how to play a field and a crowd. I love it. I love you it. give the people what they want and what they need. I will never forget the time I walked into a Verizon wireless store to get a new cell phone. And I was just chit chat because you know that's a five hour experience uh, that's not a you that's not a quick trip like you're you wearing your crocs for that one you gotta reset your phone you gotta transfer everything over you gotta pick your plans and it's like are you getting the phone cover with it? i mean it's like a it's like a five hour thing. fucking ordeal and i'll never forget i walked into the verizon store and i'm bullshitting with the guy and he's like so where did you go to college this is when i lived in orlando and i said i went to notre dame <laughs> she's glad you wanted to get away with it i don't know why right? i have no idea why i just said I went to New York. Right? And like, I'm proud too? that I went to Iowa, right. like as undergrad. And I'm proud I went to Villanova for grad. Like I'm super proud of the schools I went to. But for some reason, I told the Verizon guy that I went to Notre Dame. Well, you know what? What's I've wrong done? with me? No, I've done that with guys before. I have really good friends who went to Penn State. So I won't say I went to Penn State, but I'll be like, oh yeah. Like, did you ever go to Mad Mex? I've never been to Penn State. I just know some of the restaurants there. That's so Like, funny. I don't know why I feel the need to like make conversation about a place I've never been. Or like have some value to bring to the conversation right. about location and where That's my mental issue, but I'll literally be like, oh yeah. I don't know. That's weird. I need to stop doing that because then you get into trouble. My other one is, so I played field hockey. I went to Iowa to play field hockey. Yes. And when people ask me like, why did you go to Iowa? Be like, oh, I played division one field hockey and I took a scholarship. 
but I never finished that to say I quit after sophomore year. <laughs> like I just, well, that's I just, just, you're I not don't finishing finish the sentence. That's I don't fine. finish it. Like no one asked me like, Oh, how are your four years? Like no one comes back right. like that, but right. I, but I never really will go and be like, yeah, I played for two years and then I didn't play you for two whole years. Story. I don't give the whole story. No, no. I just say that's why I went to Iowa, but I think that's fine. Unless I mean, that like is why pressing. I went. No, it is. But do you ever lie? Like I am such a people pleaser sometimes. Like I'll fight to the death. Like if food is gross, I'll never send a plate back. Okay. Unless there's something bad. Haircuts I'll bad. I'll get a horrible haircut. No, not. I mean, my stylist now is amazing, but not, that's not a white lie. That's truth. But yeah. if I've gotten a haircut in the past, I was like, I love it. And I came home and cried. I won't say it to their face that I don't like it. Uh, see, I'm a little, I, I'll say something. Really? Like if I get a bad spray tan or like some type of like oh, service or see, whatever, I'll say something. I would just be like, oh, I'll go the next day somewhere else. Like I, which you is a problem. Money. Yeah. I wouldn't see. I, yeah. Like, and if I got my nails done and like, I didn't like the color yeah. that they put on, I'd be like, we're going to switch this up. See, I would just be like, well, I'm stuck with this for two weeks. No, 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 no. But see, that's good. Cause I'm paying for that. Right. No, as you should. So like, as long as it's not like rude or in a way that's like, but right. like, I'm not going to do it after all my nails are done. Be like, I fucking hate the color. Right. I'm going to be like, on the first nail. Be like, mm, no yeah. bueno. Yeah. No, mm, not happening. A thousand percent. Um, I think we all tell white lies. Like we all it. do. I we mean, do. I can think of like, I miss being in the office because when I used to be in the office, I would go and BS with everybody around the office. But then when I was like, okay, I've been BSing for like an over an hour now, I'd be like, oh, I got to go jump on a client call. And I'd be like, I have a client call. I got to go just to get back to my office to like get stuff done. I mean, I miss that though. God, I miss that. The BSing? I miss it. Yeah. I miss like an office. I miss BSing. Like I love the being remote and having an office, but I miss the mix of it. Like in seeing people and having connection and all that. You're by yourself in the same place all the time. It's horrible we are meant to connect with people it's awful i don't know if other people are struggling with that but i am really struggling of being in like the same place nonstop. and i'm much less productive i I don't like it at all i have to switch it up i have to focus i i really don't like it yeah but yeah i mean i think we all tell white lies yeah i mean those are and if you don't you lie come on you lie i mean exactly you lie i mean i feel like you have it's just the way of the world it's just also social convention yeah. Like, okay, this is what's truly it is because I have an autistic cousin. Okay. Love him so much, but he doesn't understand that line. Like he thinks that he'll be like, oh, Jill, you need money? Just get in line at the bank. They give it to you. Mm. Like he doesn't understand those types of processes. And he'll say like, oh, you look bad. I don't like that shirt. Yeah. Your hair is ugly. <laughs> Your eyebrows are all in a row, a unibrow. Like he'll just say, and it's not, you know, he just doesn't have that filter. Right. You know? God. It's a mechanism. Mechanism. I'm telling you. Well, white lies, you know? Yeah. So let's talk tonight and let's, yes. first of all, let's give a little bit of background to the listeners because we don't talk about this much around what you do from a coaching perspective. Like give a little bit insight into that. So I developed a program called the Career Catalyst at the very beginning of COVID. And it started as a beta test just to see if women primarily would be interested in Mm -hmm. this. Because honestly, Lauren, what would happen is, and to give full credit, my mom just retired. Mm -hmm. She was in pharma. She Basically, we had a network and it seemed like women would keep coming to us. 
asking us about job, career, advancement. How did you get to where you were? More so her, obviously, at that point than sure. me. I'm mid-career. Sure. But things along those lines. And I started to realize that even the basics were being so overlooked. Like people didn't know where to start. Yeah. So I launched this during COVID and it truly took off like wildfire. And I love it so much. And I really see a value in it and that women especially, although I do have male clients, it really helps them to have a coach and have someone help them strategize, mm-hmm. not only to get a job, sure, that might be your end goal, sure, or negotiate a salary or you know move to a different department. But the front part of this program is really about defining yourself, setting that foundation. Who am I? Where do I want to be? What am I good at? What is my skill set? Like really becoming self-aware so you know where you want to go. Like I describe it all the time. You and I know this. If we wanted a new job, we could get it tomorrow. Yeah. But it's going to be a bright, shiny object. Where do we really want to go? That takes thought. That takes some strategy. Yeah. To like own your development. Love it. So then you started this business to help women to do that whole process. Yes. To coach them through this process. And how's it going? Like, are you seeing like, this is something that women need? Are you seeing like, this is a huge area of focus? 1000%. And we've talked about this a lot. I, I, it's time for me and, and this program, I really think I can blow it out of the water. Yeah. And, and I really want to scale it because I love talking to women and coaching them through this. Mm. I think a lot of the foundation of this is confidence, just kind of knowing where to start, what to do, uh, kind of like giving your experiences and just helping navigate the waters. Yeah. It's like, you can tell me way more about Iowa yeah. than I can. I've never been. Yeah. So you know, you know what I mean? Sure. It's just sort of really giving people a path to get there. And I, I love it. I think developing group courses, I think kind of talks, panels, like, again, I think it would be great. And it's super, super needed. And people are having success. It's a hot job market right now. It like, is. This is the time. This is the time. If you're looking, this is the time to it's look. absolutely the time. And all of the stuff that we go through, you and I use this. It, you just build on it throughout your career. It's not a one and done. You're going to need this stuff. Yeah. No matter absolutely. your next step. Absolutely. So what, let's talk through the steps. What's the first step that you kind of talk women through when they're really kind of trying to define their value proposition? So that truly is the first step, defining yeah. what you're good at. What do you bring to the table? Because understandably so, a lot of people who contact me do so from an initial state of panic. Mm. I lost my job. I need a job. I'm unhappy. I don't like this. That's all well and good, but you're going to be in the same spot six months from now. Okay. Like you need to start by doing a little self-analysis and defining who am I and where do I want to go? I kind of equate it and I give this analogy and my clients know I give horrible analogies, but (laughs) I kind of equate it to we're in the airport and we have a ticket. You could get on any plane. Well, you need to know, am I going to Costa Rica or China? Right. Where am I going? Real different trips. Yeah. You know what I mean? So having that plan, that kind of game plan. So truly the first session that I do with people for 90 minutes, I sit and talk with them about their professional life. Okay. College to present, no matter how young, how old, what jobs have you had? Who have you worked with? What have you done? What did you like about that? What did you admire about your boss? Hate, like really get to know them in depth because that serves multiple purposes. Number one, to work with you, I have to know you. Mm-hmm. Like, where are you coming from? I need sure. some context. Yeah. It helps with the resume, pulling all that stuff out, but it also helps with really strategizing what are your next steps? Where do you want to go? Because the biggest thing I find, Lauren, that people don't realize, so I'll take notes, right? Yeah. We don't realize we verbally say things and forget we said them. Mm. Like when we're off the cuff, just having an informal conversation like this, like we say stuff and when it's echoed back to us, we're like, oh shit, Shit. I said that. Yeah. Like I literally worked with a teacher once 
love her, who said, I hate kids. Mm. And I was like, do you, do you realize what profession you're in? What you just said? Yeah. She's like, Jill, holy shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Some stuff comes out where you're like, it needs to be unfiltered. Where do you want to go? Why are we not living this lie? I don't, I don't mean it like that, but why are we denying ourselves where we really want to go and what we really want to do? Well, I think too, like how often do we take the time to just sit down and have that conversation with ourselves? Like we never, you never do it. You never take the time to really just sit down to find what the value is that you bring or what you want. Right. So you're just kind of going through the motions. Exactly. And it's almost, and and I don't mean to equate it to therapy at all, but it's sort of like career therapy in a way. Like how often do we go through and to your point, talk to other people and really outline what we've done past, present, future. So that's step one, because that then allows us to go into step two, which is identifying your unique value proposition. Okay. So this is a super important step because you know, you and I talk about this a lot and even you're very self-aware. Mm-hmm. We know what we're good at. Yeah. We're self-aware. And I think a lot of people just don't, whether they're young or whether they've never examined themselves, what's going to make you stand out from the pack out of 20 other candidates is you identifying your unique value proposition, mm-hmm. being able to give examples of how you have leaned into that yeah. and what you are going to contribute to that company. Like that's it. Like here's, what's not going to fly anymore. Mm. I'm nice. I'm good at my job. No, you need granular examples, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we can talk a little bit about the exercises. Yeah. So what, like if I'm, if I want to go through this process or I want to do some of these exercises to try to find that self-value, like what, what can I do? What exercises should I do? First thing off the bat, every single person, Lauren rolls their eyes at me. And I say, I say, no, you're going to roll your eyes at me. I was like, I don't care. I send every single client a book called What Color Is Your Parachute? Okay. By Richard Bowles. Uh, look it up. Look it up. I tell them it's literally, it's the size of like a big textbook. It's not meant to be read front to back. And this book came out in like the 60s, mm-hmm. but it's updated every year. Mm-hmm. So there's current editions. Chapters four and five are called self inventory. Sit down and do those chapters. They're exercises. Like I equate it this way like, this is why working with a coach is great. Someone to hold you accountable. If I, if someone were to tell me, just journal. I'd be like, sure, I do it one night and I yeah, never do it again. Never again. You know what I mean? Same. I'm the same exact way. Right. Like I need someone, I work best. Like when I have a deadline, I'll get it done. Like Correct. I need that pressure. Same. So these exercises are real game changers, identifying how you work with others, what personality traits you gravitate towards, how, you know what I mean? Just like, it's huge to identify and know that. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of tests online. They sound kooky, but they're not like, We've talked about it before. When I started at my current company, they made you take a color test Mm. and identify, are you a green, yellow, blue, or red? Blue's analytical, yellow's love harmony, like that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I never thought about it this way. It just forces your brain, I'm a red. And a red is like a leader and loud and there's good things, but there's also bad things or things you need to work on. You know what I mean? So tests like that can really uh, kind of start to help you hone in on some stuff. So- the thing I can't stand the most though, like, you know, we talk about this a lot, like even with dating, like when people are like, mm, it'll happen when it happens. Like I'm the type of person, like I want a tangible activity. Yeah. Like if I do a, I would like happen. B, yep. right? Yep. So obtuse things are really hard for me to wrap my brain around. So one exercise I give people that's super, super valuable to talk through with someone. I have people pen and paper, never a laptop. 
I asked them to sit in a room, no phone, no TV, no distractions, and write down how they would describe themselves in three words. Hmm. And the first thing I tell them though, Lauren, is really pay attention to those words. I don't want you to analyze it right away, but I do want you to analyze if you are writing down what you think you should describe yourself as. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people first will write down nice. Is that really how you're describing yourself? You know what I mean? Like, how are you really, give me some real adjectives. Yeah. Like how would your, how would you describe yourself? Then I have them list their strengths and weaknesses. Just pour it out, pour it out, pour it out. I have them identify six people from different walks of life. Maybe an old babysitter, their mom, mm-hmm. uh, a coworker, a former boss, like maybe someone who does their spray tan. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. And ask them, not go into a diatribe about it, but ask them, say, hey, can you write down the f- three words that would describe me and my strengths and weaknesses? And when they get them back and we talk about those results, Lauren, blows me away and it blows them away. Number one, I've never had a client where there was not a trend and people use the same exact words. Mm. That lets me know they're self-aware. They're self-aware, yeah. Because if they're not, oh, we got a bigger problem. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Number two, I think it's really interesting that no one likes to hear weaknesses. Right. No one. But they're really good when they hone in. I asked them, like, did these resonate with you? Was there anything that felt like a punch to the gut? Like, we don't right. know like, how did you feel? Right. So we go into those things because that's where the unique value proposition starts to come at play. What are people using to describe you over and over again? How well do people know you? Like, what? I think it's so funny. And we could have a whole discussion on this. It's almost like, have you ever looked at a picture of yourself and you're like, that's not me? Yeah. Like, it's wild what we see in the mirror versus what other people see, see yeah. and how they perceive us. So just to make sure you're putting out to the universe what you internally are wanting to put out into the universe too. Second exercise I have them do other than the ones in this book, this sounds a little woo-woo, but I tell them lean into this. Woo-woo. A woo-woo. I love a woo-woo moment, but it's manifestation with action. You know, a lot of times and, you know, not in a bad way, but you know, I think we'll sit around and be like, ah, I want to be like her in five years. I want to do this, or I want to be a better person. You and I both know that like, what does that even mean? You you got to define it. Right. So I have them sit down and start with in five years. So whatever age for me, I'd say when I'm 45, when I like whatever, and describe the woman they are, how they feel like a day in the life of this woman. Do you live by the beach? Can you smell the ocean? Do you have kids? Do you have a dog? Were you just cleaning up baby vomit? What's going on at the house? What kind of car you drive? Mm. What like, and not aspirational to like, I want to be Kim Kardashian. Sure. Like, where am I? What am I doing? And that starts to really be interesting. It like, it brings up a lot of people's values, just a lot. Under so the are you pulling that because you're trying to understand where they want to get to, like what decisions they should make then to support that type of lifestyle they want to have or who they see themselves as? Totally. In part, I think that's very helpful for me to start parsing out to your exact point. What do they value without yeah. maybe saying it, you know, where and where they see themselves? Like, because no matter what, it's going to be a bit aspirational, but I also tell them like, it should be in some ways. Like I did that exercise the other day. And I think you know this, but I have a fund set aside called Bob. Mm. Um, I don't know this. Oh, well, some people have a fund set aside for maybe their children's college education or a home. Nope. My fund is called Bob. And that stands for black on black, matted out Range Rover. Mm. So Bob will be my future. I've always wanted this car, like a wrapper. Like I want a black on black, matted out Range Rover. Yep. So I'll do this exercise, right? And I did it the other day. 
my black on black matted out Range Rover within two minutes went from that to a rented uh, Honda Civic. Like your brain will start to tell you in real time you can't do it. Yeah. My brain will literally start telling me, well, Jill, it, Range Rovers break down all the time. Parts are expensive. That's stupid. Right. You don't you, need it. You live you, in the city. You could um, spend that money and help people in Haiti. Yeah. You could. My Your mind starts to make you less than. You know what I mean? So also I have them watch out for that and like talk me through when their mind started to try to do that to them. Mm-hmm. Like I have them make notes in the margin. Okay. It just, I think it's a very helpful exercise because we don't do it a lot. No, we don't. And I think what guidance would you give to someone who's struggling to figure out Maybe they've lost a little bit of their val- they've lost a little bit of their identity. Yeah. And they might have gone through something or something's changed, but a little bit of their den- identity is starting to be lost and where they feel they are now is different than where they've been in their in their past. Yeah. I mean, I think number 1 talking about that and putting it out into the open is a huge step. So many women I know bottle that up. Yeah. And research has actually shown things like imposter syndrome, things like feeling stuck. It does get better when you talk about it and express it to other people. Mm. So that I think is number one. Yeah. Like a lot huge. of us bottle that up. Number two, I really try to remind people. And again, it's, it, you know, it, it's us. It's not like we're sitting here with all these answers, but, yeah. but hey, you know, we've lived a we, little, Yeah, we've done some stuff. You know, it's normal to evolve. I think what I tell people is, you know, you're creating, I use this phrase from Solicor because I really like it. You're creating the strongest version of yourself. Mm. Here's the thing that people forget though. No one, no one tells you at first, it's going to be shitty. Mm. It's going to be muddy. You're going to feel like crap. You're going to feel like a failure. You're not going to know what you're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because again, we see the highlight reel. Yep. Like think about it. Like every interview with Sarah Blakely, uh, the um, founder Founders of Spanx, Spanx, I think she just sold her company like for again, Did for she brilliance. Really? Yeah. She she just gave, shared a Blackstone or it's, I'm, I read it today. It's probably not Blackstone, but something like that. But, you know, you hear these snippets in the media and it's like, well, one day I just, I wanted to look better in my dress and there was nothing. So I cut a pair of pantyhose and Spanx was made. Mm -hmm. Now she's a brilliant woman. I'm not saying she talks like that, but I'm saying that's the media snippet you hear. Not crying in the basement and supply chain and inventory. like And nightmare and just working the long hours and raising a family. Exactly. We don't talk about all the bumps along the way. And I think people are really struggling right now. Big time. I think people are stuck at home. They are in, people are really dealing with anxiety, with depression, with changes, with totally things that are really, really hard right now. And I think people are starting to lose their identities a little bit. Yeah, I I think so. And I think it's also raises an interesting point where our identities coming from. Mm -hmm. You and I talk all the time. Work is a big part of that identity. It's huge. Yeah. And it's very scary to not have that be at like first and foremost, or have that be a lesser identity or are something's going to supersede that. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's also like acknowledging where that's coming from and where you want to go. But you know, the other thing I tell people, and I'll never forget, a money manager told me this. Like she got, when we're going back to the Bob investment, mm-hmm. I was like, well, I should probably have an, a, a fund for a house. She's like, why? Mm. Why? Like, I think as women, we tend to do that to ourselves too. We downplay. She was like, so you want a black on black Range Rover? Go get Go it. Go get it. Like we tend to want to be people pleasers and good and this. Do the right thing. You know what I mean? And that's also something I think we need to really lean into 
what do we want? That's coming from somewhere. It's okay to work for something and get it. You know what I mean? Yep. Like it's okay. We're multifaceted. Like I do medical mission trips in Haiti and I have a Gucci bag. Right. That's cool. That's okay. I'm okay with That's that. That's okay. You can have a manicure and still crush it in the boardroom. You know what I mean? Yes. I, I think people really want to define themselves in one way. And I think life's just about evolving phases. Mm. You know what I mean? Yes. And just really talking about it. Yeah. I, but I think it's important. I think what we're I'm learning from this conversation most and why you're having why you're being so successful with your business is people don't do it. Right. They they don't no do it. No one takes the time for self-evaluation. Yeah. When's the last time you sat down, turned off the TV, sat by yourself in a room and just wrote those down or did an exercise that we've talked about tonight? Like, and really identify what's that self-value that you have and what do you bring to the table? Exactly. And who are you? And asking other people around those strengths and weaknesses that you have. Right. Exactly. And that laying that foundation really, it's almost, Lauren, like that light bulb goes off. And again, this takes, this is the first three or four weeks of of me working through a 10-week program. Like this is not one session and done. But if you think about it, it lays the foundation because then we go into a resume. A resume is a proxy for a lot of things. Those exercises help you start building narratives for the interview and how you feel about yourself and the confidence. And again, redoing a resume. A resume, I'll never forget my first resume. Like at my first job was as a nurse. Yeah. Swear to God, one bullet point was treats patients. <laughs> uh, oh boy. Oh you know boy. what I mean? Like even with a resume, you have to go through your experiences. Think about how powerful, how much more powerful. I had one woman I worked with on her resume. I execute contracts. That doesn't tell me anything. We changed the bullet point to execute 80 contracts per year, which resulted in a 40% increase in revenue from X, Y, and Z vendors. Yep. Like that's, that's telling a story. Something. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Story. And again, that wouldn't have been possible if we didn't go through her past and projects and bringing that to the frontal lobe. So we go through that middle part, cover letters, all that kind of stuff. And then all of that lays the foundation for what do I really want? Do I really want to negotiate that salary? Do I really want to start that external job opportunities and looking? And I think a lot, the underlying thing, Lauren, for every client is confidence. Mm. I think so many women think other people have these like crazy experiences and just this different life. And it's like, no, like you're in it. How do you, how do you advise women who are struggling to find that confidence? So I, cause I would say you and I are very confident people. I would say we come off very confident. We're very a type, like very confident people. I mean, we obviously are doing a podcast talking about career and different Mm -hmm. things, but for those who are struggling to find their confidence, what's, what advice are you giving them? So I think you have to take action. And that's the biggest piece of advice because, again, I I know we look at the world through an egocentric lens, but I can't stand, again, I take it back to the dating analogy. I get so frustrated and people are like, well, just be you. Mm -hmm. What what does that mean? Like, I need something to hold on to. And I really advise women, we do these exercises, we build, we talk. That's a huge thing. But I ask them to take confidence, yes, at work currently, but also outside. Confidence can be something even in the form of, I'm afraid to go to a workout class by myself. Mm. And I did that. I'm afraid I haven't dated. I went on a date. I Like what's the worst that happens? You start to build this up and see yep. like you're still alive. You're still here. Yep. You're still able to do it. You know what I mean? Just yep. building that or at work, taking on a stretch project or having a conversation you don't want to have. Like I think that's the big thing is the action. Action. Though. You have to do something about it. Because so many people like, again, Lauren, this... And, and and I know we just did our my 40th birthday episode and I sound like I'm 85, but the older I get, 
I'm so sick of talk. Mm. I'm so sick of talk. And even with myself, I'm so about action. You, it has to be followed up with action. I don't believe what you say anymore. I believe what you do. You have to see it. Like show up take action. Like do you, I think a lot of people think you can think and analyze and talk and then confidence comes. No, you got to jump in and you got to do it. You just got to do it. Cause I think again, all, we, we tend to blow other people up. Like whatever I'm using crazy examples, but oh my God, he's so hot. There's no way he'd be interested in me. Oh my God. He's no, he's not like, right. Or she's so cool. Well, what's that cool? What's so cool about it? Like, right. We tend to just really blow people up and downplay ourselves so much. So much. And we're our heart. We're our biggest critic. A thousand percent. We're so hard on ourselves. A thousand percent. We just get, we don't give ourselves any credit. We do. And, and again, I know now we're starting to talk a little bit in general, but I think the other thing too, that I do talk to clients about, and this is not like an overnight thing, but you are the sixth of the five people you surround yourself with. If there are five millionaires, you're going to be the sixth. Mm-hmm. If there are five deadbeat losers, you're going to be the sixth. Yeah. Like, I think also I talk to clients a lot and I'm guilty of this. Like, I love a Real Housewives. Like, I'm not saying don't watch love them. It. Love it. Okay. Is Beverly Hills on tonight? Reunion? No. Are we on oh, part yeah, two? There, no, there's four parts. I, I oh, yeah. mean, Eric Jane, it's just, oh. The whole thing's wild. So much. So also, do you know, did you watch You on Netflix? Yeah. Okay, I haven't seen the third season. Third season. Are you, have you started it? Yeah, it's okay. It's, it's okay. like we don't need three seasons. Okay. The There's first season so many was so good. times we can put somebody in the basement and kill and not get caught right. by the cops. Like, it's just like, um, okay. rea- this is reality check. You know what this is like, just on a side note, did you watch True Detective when it came out on yes. HBO? With uh, Matthew McConaughey, the and first Woody one. And Woody Harrelson. Yes. How, there is not another TV show close to that perfection. So good. And then the second so season good. sucked and whatever. Yeah, it was bad. But okay. yeah, you, I, I'm I like, need to watch it. I don't know if we didn't need a third season. You know what someone told me is so good? The Brittany Murphy documentary on HBO. Really? Said it's wild. Because there's a whole conspiracy that like she, he, he killed her. He killed her. Yeah. I need to watch it. He was a whack job. Big time. Well, Wacko. isn't he dead? I don't know. I think he's dead. I don't know enough about her. I need to watch that one. Though. Well, I was big into her after Eight Mile. Oh. Eminem. I'm sorry. He's 50-something and I loved, still hot. I loved her on Clueless, too. Oh, yeah. So good. She was so good on Clueless. So good. Yeah. I mean. Well, know your value prop. Know your value prop. Know your but value prop. But we talk about that a lot. And this is getting, this is coming back to my point. I know I just listed 8,000 TV shows. But also be very cognizant of what you're consuming. Be very cognizant. Like even things like this, Lauren, I find are fascinating. They've done studies that the more fiction people read or the more you read, the more successful you're going to be in certain aspects of business and dealing with people. You're more creative. You have words. um, I'd say that and I don't have the words. You have words. You have words at at your disposal. Like what podcast are you listening to? Are you like... What are you consuming on a daily basis? What is going into your brain? Because if it's trash in, it's trash out. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's so funny. We used to say that and have that saying that I think applies. Like, on on the bone marrow transplant unit, you don't transplant a patient if they have disease. Because it's trash in, they'll still be trash out. You want them clean, clean, clean before you transplant them, right? Whole thing, you don't need to be in medicine to understand that, but it's the same concept. Like, you have to be cognizant of who you're spending your time with and what you're doing. Because think about it. How pumped are we after we see an amazing speaker or we talk to each other or we're like, you know, you talk to a good friend about inventing or successful or working through a business thing. Like I have a really good friend. Well, Julie, who's been on this podcast, she's a baller at Anheuser-Busch, like a baller, totally different industries, but we can talk about the same concepts. 
So again, I think it's it's a lot, but I think people just need to hold themselves accountable and go through those woo-woo moments. Mm. Because we could get a new job tomorrow. You're still going to be going through the same thing in six months. Where do I want to be? What do I want to do? And what skills do I need at this next job? You don't need to know what you are going to do in 20 years. You don't. I actually think that's ass backwards. But two years, three years, that's what you're looking at. And what skills? Maybe you've never managed people. And that's the feedback you keep getting. Okay, next job. Make that a non-negotiable. Right. I need to manage someone or that's where I'm going. Like, what do I need? I think last thing I'll say too, because I know I'm going on a total rampage, people handcuff themselves. Hmm. And I see it all the time. Say more. Our mind is very powerful. And in career, it's very interesting, Lauren. I am baller, 100%. Because to me, and this is just how I think, I'm not saying it's right. right. I've earned it. Why did I go to school for so long? Because for me, right or wrong, getting those letters, something in my brain is like, okay, Jill, now you can sit at the table. Mm. Again, do I need therapy? Sure. Sure. A lot. Right. But that's my way of thinking. I'm very, I know if I lost my job tomorrow, I got fired. I know for a fact, I'll get another job. I know what to do. Fine. Yeah. Now, talk to me about dating or like where I'm going to end up. Will I ever be married with kids? What do I want for my life? Panic. Total panic. Yeah. Because I, I I feel very weird about that. It's it's not career. It's this peace. I'm at, I'm ambitious. I'm hungry, but I'm at peace with myself. I it's know I'm good. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I know I've done the work, right? So even in terms of that and like where you are with your confidence and how you look at life, I think you people handcuff themselves. Think about that narrative. If I keep telling myself, I'm a loser, I'll never meet anyone, I'm not that cool, I'm old now, I'm 40, that's a loser attitude. Yeah. That's not attractive to anyone. Yep. You, you People handcuff themselves. I see my clients all the time. Well, I've never worked in advertising. No one will hire me. I don't have a skill set. I've been here seven years. I guess I'm just stuck. I don't know. I'm old now. I'm like 40. I can't change careers. Those are narratives you're telling yourself. No one's telling you that. Yeah. Like stop handcuffing yourself. How do you get out of those? How do you get out of that? Well, number one, I, I mean, you don't have to talk to me, but talk to someone. I, I think it's it's like therapy. Like people can see you in a different perspective than you see yourself. Yeah. Like the mind is some powerful shit. It, it is. If you keep telling yourself that narrative, you're going to be fucked. Yep. Like Again, and I work through that narrative with like personal stuff. Career though, I'm like, "Mm, see ya, peace. Yeah, I got it. Which is the divide is very expansive. But I think you need to talk to people. And I think, again, what you're consuming, but you really need to be cognizant of it and get out of your head. You have to start taking action that gets you out of there. Take Mm -hmm. a stretch project, work in a different department and put into action, invest in yourself. Like in, if, if that's a coach, if that is a recruiter, if that is like, you need to start doing things, network in a new industry. Like you've got to get yourself out of the box because no one's going to do it for you. Mm. And and it's people are making Preach, their own Jill prisoner. Bain. Preach. But you know what I mean? It's literally like, I'm trying to think of a good example, which I can't, but it's like, it's literally like all you need to do is unlock the door and you feel like you've been a prisoner. There was no one outside. There's yeah. no jailer. You're yeah. your own jailer. Mm. I'm like, life is short. Freaking do it. If life you're not happy, take the steps to get out of it. Again, people, you got to get the mindset right. I love it. But the mind, do you think the mindset is everything? 
mindset is everything. And I have problems with it. Like I'm, again, literally I'm telling the world, like dating, I'm a nightmare, mm-hmm. nightmare. Yeah. I'm like, who would want to be with me? Meanwhile, like I'm crushing it. Career wise. I'm like, whatever, get out of the way. Right. Yeah. It's a very interesting divide. But the book Mindset by Carol Dweck will change your life. You should also get that book. It's very much about a growth versus a fixed mindset. Which I love. Yeah. Because a lot of us are just like, think about how we grew up. It's like a bunch of shit. I'm bad at math. Well, if you keep telling yourself that, you're, you're always going to be bad. That's, right. You're going to be bad at math. If you keep telling yourself 40 years old, no one will ever like me. That's dumb. Mm. Like you've got to get out of that. Easier said than done, but start reading things like that. Start talking to people. Get out of the cycle. Love it. Action. Yeah. You got to take action. Go away from this podcast. Take some action. I don't want to promote. I, I do. I Jill, if people are listening to this and like, man, I need this program or I need help. How do they go about getting like more information? Love it. I have a website, www.jillvanick.com. You can DM me at jill.vanick. You can shoot me an email, hello at jillvanick.com. And seriously, let me know. I do intro calls, complimentary for clients, 20 minutes. Even that alone can kind of help get you out of your head. Yep. Um, Have different programs, customizable. But again, a lot of us, and you and I both do this. We need a push. Think about it. If I go to the gym by myself, I'll literally dick around and be like, "Mm, I lifted a weight. I did a lot. Right. If I'm with a personal trainer, I'm going to work my ass off. Getting it done. Same kind of deal. Love it. And I think all of us need it. So if you guys need that help, definitely reach out to Jill, get that support that you need and do start doing the work, do the exercises, put it into action. And remember, mindset is everything. 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 Get out of your comfort zone. Do it. Take action. Um, Also follow us. Here's an action you can take. Follow. (laughs) Follow the go-to girls. Review and rate us because it really does help us bring some of this content out. So please go to Apple, Spotify, iTunes, anywhere where you have uploaded or any platform you've uploaded this podcast, downloaded, whatever you loaded. Whatever you loaded. However you loaded. Rate us. Five stars. Obviously preferable. No one stars. Yeah. We have no time. We have have, no time. Have we checked lately to see where we're at? I I think we still only have the one star, which is fine. Oh, wait. I don't know like who. I just hit play. Oh, I don't know who is like hating on us, but probably. I think we made it. We talked about this. When you have a hater, it's fine. We're a 4.9 out of 5. Love it. We have 62 ratings. Okay, that's good. Thank you, Yeah, and one one star. Yeah, I don't. We're going to, whoever that is. Watch it be my brother. God, who was that person? No, he listens every week. Yes. He told me last week that he did not agree with our episode on, he didn't like the tip that you should sandwich a a compliment and then a, um, I don't agree. I don't agree. I don't know if I agree with that either. He said he, he doesn't like it. Tell it how it is. And then I, I was thinking about that too, because I think sometimes you're just waiting, you know, it's coming and you're listening to the good and you're just like, just get to it. Like, just get to the point that you're going to give me He was like, I don't agree with that at all, but he is a, an avid listener. Shout out, John Vanek. Thank you for listening. Um, go follow us at GoToGirlsPodcast. Website, www.GoToGirlsPodcast.com. Find us, DM us, let us know what you would like to hear. Um, and you know. God, I love these comments. Just can you guys leave us a comment? Like you have no idea. Oh, like Jill and, Jill and I read them and it just brings so much joy to our life. So if you have the time, if you're enjoying the podcast, if you're an avid listener, just give us a little I, bit of a comment with your rating. Because I, I love the, when you read them, it just is like amazing. But people pay attention. My friends down the hall listen to our podcast. They brought me nerds. Oh my God. I saw you know, that. I love the pink and purple Instagram. nerds. Oh God. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so good. Oh, guys, we are so thankful for all of you for always listening in, for always tuning in. And please go put these actions into step, work on that mindset. And we are, we'll see you next week. Bye.